Chapter 26 Family is Forever Shh, whispered Reynolds as we exited the room. Evil and the king led her group through the teal corridor while I stayed near the back, observing every detail. The sick kitten was a few doors back, and somewhere behind that was the way in. Quick tip, said Evil. Don't ever go down there. Our group stopped while he pointed into the brick staircase descending down. There was no door, just a dark and eerie abyss waiting below. I'm sure you've seen a few others like it. This one works just like all the rest. It only goes down, said Evil. All the way down. We reached a central area where the hallways converged and branched off toward more cells. Following the king's path, we turned down the hall where I could see the giant brass door with thirteen rods pinning it shut at the very end. First, before anything else, they visit the steamer, said the king. And what's behind that door? asked a new extractor. Think of it like an eraser. It's a process to prepare their minds, said the king. We moved back toward the main corridor before we entered a control room filled with small screens broadcasting a live feed of all the cells. Beyond the screens, there were electric buttons beside the master control panel. It was dark except for the giant map with miniature bulbs. Half of these cells appeared vacant, while half of them were occupied. This first extraction is as much of a test as it is our standard procedure, said the king. A microphone was perched beside the video feed from the prisoner cells. Reynolds passed out keys and earbuds for all of us. I pocketed the keys and pressed the earpiece up under my helmet. Secure the metal collar around their neck, then cuff the wrists and connect the shackles to their ankles. Once you got it all together, pull the chain through the back so we have complete control, said the king. If these prisoners step out of line, do whatever is required. And today is a special day. We've prepared a new ritual for our inmates, said Evil. God commands it, said the king. Now the only problem is that our first prisoner is a large black man who happens to be an assassin. Our brave soldiers caught him plotting against us with the other natives. He is one of their leaders who started the riot. Peering into the main screens, I saw the black-skinned assassin they were referring to. They expanded his screen larger, and out of all the people I'd seen in the pyramid, out of all the people I'd ever met, I never expected to see Otto tied up in rope. My brother was trapped in that cell. Oh, and one minor detail before we begin, said Evol. We seem to have a mistake with our roster. I'm afraid we have an imposter among us. We hired six new extractors, but today we have seven. T. Hammond and I waited for Ma's command when Evol handed the king a sheet of paper. Reynolds slipped behind us and leaned back against the doorway, out. Anyone willing to speak up? asked the king. Who among us is not who they say they are? No one moved. Who among us is not one of us? asked the king. Because if you're not one of us, then you are one of them, and you'll end up in a cell if you don't speak up now. T. Hammond wouldn't move, my mind wouldn't speak, but only because Ma wouldn't let us. Stuck inside human skin and bones, she watched while we waited. Okay, let's do this my way, said the king. I want to see you get the job done. He was pointing at the extractor in front of me. The man's helmet was in front of my missing eye, and I couldn't tell if he was pointing at him or me. T. Hammond's suit wouldn't dare step forward. There was no way we were going back and... Get in that cell and secure the shackles, said the king. Do it now! The man in front of me turned to grab the cuffs and chains. This was the same man trembling in the original meeting. He was shaking when he carried the shackles out into the hallway. They enlarged the video feed to follow him and all of us became witnesses. My brother was thrashing against the ropes as soon as the extractor entered his cell. All these rooms were like mine, 
bare and empty with a single screen of horror. T. Hammond was ready. My fingers were reaching for the blade. But why wasn't Ma She ready? had to know what needed to be done. But how could she stay so calm? It was now or never. But I needed to hear the command from her. My fingers found the base of the arrowhead hiding in the side pocket. They'd know in a second. But the king had his back to me. We were all watching the screen. So what if we die? At least... I know what I heard. And that's why I have the utmost trust. Because Ma was whispering through the vents, and I heard her voice brush up against my ear. We were born to honor her ways, and even T. Hammond refused to believe the illusions of their fears. We waited so still, and for once my mind could only hear each breath entering and exiting my lungs. And so we watched the new extractor try and hold my brother's head still on the screen. Otto was tied with a rope, but he was still too powerful, and my brother wouldn't submit to the copper mask. I heard it. I heard Ma's command. Something was happening. Goosebumps ran down my arms when the mind focused in on our mother. She was signaling that this was the beginning of my end, and this was certain death from the beginning because no man should repeat what Collie Jack told me to do. To my dearest brother, you want me to... What cell is he in? I spoke aloud. The king turned. What? Why? The timid extractor was still trying to restrain Otto, but he wouldn't give in. He's afraid, I pointed to the screen, that extractor is unfit. Not a moment later, my brother lunged forward and headbutted the man through his helmet, knocking him to the ground. Blood dripped from Otto's forehead while a man's helmet nearly bounced off the ground. Mother! Ooh, this is exactly what can't happen, yelled the king. Cell number 28, will someone get in there and do it right? Without hesitation, I ripped the door open and slammed it shut on my comrades. Striding down the hall, I reached cell 28 to find the extractor getting back on his feet. Pushing Reynolds out of the doorway, I rushed in and grabbed my worthless comrade by his collar and threw him back into the hallway. His carcass stumbled and fell when Ma met my oldest brother for the first time. Otto was staring back without a clue. You can't change where you are. You just can't. All of us have a path to walk, and all travelers run out of time. Locked in this body, my mind could only observe. Ma was my goddess of war, and I was ready to serve. These men threatened the peace, and I'd do whatever it took. I wanted to close my eyes so bad, but Ma needed to look. Then she ordered T. Hammond to raise our fist high. Fear trembled through her veins while panic beat through the eye. Ma was firm in her command. She wouldn't let Otto know. He was terrified deep down, but he wouldn't let it show. I'd always been a moral man. I'd tried to live well all my life, but Ma Collie Jack was willing to use me, and she had the divine knife. Pressing my brother into his seat, my fist grabbed his hair. Tiamen bashed Otto's cheek, brown eyes flashed bare. Ma was in charge, but I couldn't let Otto know. I came to save my big brother so T. Hammond wouldn't let go, blood dripping down his chin, the restraints around his neck, oh please forgive my sins. Otto was dazed when I finished strapping his hands and feet together. I ran the chain through the back as instructed while he wobbled back into his seat. I left the room while Reynolds stared as I passed by with no intention of gathering details from my surroundings. Oh, the musty air reminded me of the terrible memories here. This was the place I was meant to die if not by the hands of the king and his soldiers, then by my very own arrowhead for the shame of what I'd done. Thunder rumbled through the walls outside, and the sky demanded our attention. God was waiting beyond this place, but for now I was safe with her. I wouldn't have to answer to the Father yet, only the troubled voice hiding inside my head. The lights flickered above, thunder rattled below, and all of nature shook when a tear began to flow. The Father was upset. He was crying on behalf of the land, but Ma didn't flinch while I wept because she held our plans. Otto wouldn't die today, but how much longer could he go on? 
T. Hammond's black glove wiped away the tear before we twisted the doorknob into the control room when all my comrades were looking back. The fear that used to haunt me was finally giving us the respect we deserved. No one blinked, and now I saw that these men were petrified of what we'd been through. These extractors knew nothing about my story, but at least they recognized a monster. Now even the fear was afraid of what Ma might do. Tremendous, exclaimed the king, clapping his hands. You're a natural, my boy. Good lord, did everyone see that? Take notes. I've never seen such talent in my life. You're going places, my boy. A true hero. Please remind me your name. I locked onto his eyes. He hadn't a clue she was looking back. I'd do anything to hurt that man. This is the life of Collie Jack.